If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, I'm Max Hoberman from Certain Affinity, and when I'm not making awesome multiplayer games, I'm listening to IGN's Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. That's right. The way one. you did that, you're like number one. No, <laughs> index finger one. It's not. It was I'm not positive. gonna. I'm not gonna flip off the camera. I so see you're try, <laughs> trying to bait me into it. You're trying to get me fired, Destin Legary. Damn. Uh, yeah, it's Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. For uh, January 14th already. <laughs> what month is it? I don't even know. <laughs> I can't keep track anymore. 13th. Well, oh, not, no. by the time I've it airs, thanks a lot, Sean Finkin. <laughs> Way to go. I'm, I'm Ryan McCaffrey, living in the glorious past of, of January 13th, but you're hearing this on the 14th or later. That's Destin Legary. Hi, everybody. Hello. And Sean Finnegan. Shark. The shark. <laughs> yes, he did it again. Last guy to be called the shark, golfer Greg Norman. A little sports trivia Don't for know you. Who that is. Was he good? He it must was, have been. Yeah, He's all right. Australian guy. Very good. Yeah. All right. Uh, is he the guy, though? There was some ex golfer that just, like, Almost cut his hand off mowing his lawn. It sounds like something out of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. The wood arm. Yeah. Yes. No, this actually happened, but I'm sure someone will tweet me and remind <laughs> me what what was happening with this that story in real life. Get your golf stats right on podcast unlocked. Ryan. I'm sorry, I gotta on the Xbox podcast. McCaffrey approaches the joke and oh, shanks it into the sand. <laughs> now, so uh, yeah, we're here in mid January already. 2015 is well underway. We're on video all the time. You guys, we did it. We've done <laughs> yeah. it. The fans wanted it. The fans have spoken. It's been a and long so here road. We are. Here we are. Video yeah. podcast. So I hope you all watch it seven times each to make it work. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. thank you. And yeah. watch Share it all the way friends. through. Viewer attention's important. <laughs> yeah, watch all hour and however many minutes. But yeah, so uh, top of the show here, a few details. First, game of the year, IGN's game of the year. We took our sweet time. Mm-hmm. Everybody played games over the break. We mm-hmm. all carefully considered... All of 2014's best. And the winner turned out to be... Bad drum roll. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Yes. Which is a fantastic role-playing game. Well-deserved. Yeah, well-deserved. 
that game intimidates the hell out of me. I'm not going to lie. Like yeah. I, I, as somebody, you know, uh, with a full-time job, wife, and a three-year-old who all demand attention and deserve attention, it's like the the prospect of a game where it's like, well, it doesn't start to get good until 30 hours in. Yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough, but I mean, it is a fantastic game, and those my personal life BS shouldn't doesn't stand in the way of it being a great game. <laughs> totally. Everyone here who's played it in the office has just had nothing but great yeah. things to say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put a, I mean, I'm biased here, but we put up a really awesome game of the year video. It is I'm slick. biased because I made it. Um, it was I'll all just, right. No, I'm oh, just kidding. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> no, it was but, pretty uh, good. But that's live on IGN right now. Yeah. Every, you know, the editor's... Uh, talk a lot about what is in the game that they like so much about it what really makes it IGN's game of the year check that out but I'll uh, I'll try to yeah. remember to embed it in the podcast post oh, on yeah, IGN cool, cool. so that people can easily see it even though most people just download the show but, off mm-hmm. of uh, iTunes but the transitions are all sharks going chum 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 <laughs> so enjoy that I will say I want to get uh, your guys's personal picks cuz I know you guys since neither of you are we we have our rules are the critics at IGN vote. So if you review games, of course, you guys are brilliant video men. Uh, so you you didn't vote, did you? Or I did, did. you? I you was, did. I'm able to. Okay. So I'm you in a weird fit the guidelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Destin, what did you vote for for Game of the Year? If you if if you I, want to share your vote, you don't have to. I'm putting I'm, you on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the nominees, I think I was torn between two, but I think I went with South Park. Yeah. Yeah. Strong strong call. Tell mm-hmm. me why. Tell me why uh, it was your game of the year. That game just made me laugh out loud. That's something that I haven't really experienced from a game in, in a long, long, long time. And rarely. And, um, like, the collectible system, like, it's, you know, typical collectibles, but they're fun. You get you get that rewarding, Chipotle me! And, like, it's just, like, as such a South Park fan, it was just a love letter to fans. I know that's kind of, you know... Played out. Yeah, a played out term, but cliche that's what i was looking for but it really was like matt and trey really were like make this an interactive episode i i was super thrilled when uh during the the game awards last month that i was very thrilled when the the best performance category came up and Mm -hmm. it was uh i the only two candidates i remember were kevin spacey for his work you know the mocap and voice work in call of duty advanced warfare and Trey yeah. Parker for the South Park. I was thrilled when mm-hmm. Trey won. And then the speech he gave was yeah, great where he perfect. said, he said, I love video games because only in video games can I beat out Kevin Spacey for an acting award. <laughs> and I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I was right there with you up until, so my, I voted for Sunset Overdrive, mm-hmm. which by the way means I've now been here, I've worked at IGN for three Game of the Year votes and apparently I'm the kiss of death because None of the games I've ever voted for in those three years have won. I have yet to vote. (laughs) I have yet to contribute to the winning vote. Last year it was like Last of Us and Grand Theft Auto, and I voted for. I voted for GTA. Yeah. Yeah. Was that vote even close though? It It was was close. Very like it was silly close. Because we had it was very close this year too. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was I was under the impression going into it, knowing the 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 candidate list, that it was going to be a very even and spread out vote, and it turned out That's to be what I pretty thought, too. lopsided. Yeah, it, well, it was two. It was uh, Dragon Age and and Shadow of Mordor yeah, were the those two, were the, two front the two front runners. And but yeah, it, I could see reasons that any of our nominees of course, could have well, taken it this year. That's what made this yeah. year cool. There wasn't like a oh yeah, that's game of the year. Yeah, there was like a lot of just really great games that 
I mean, you could make the devil's argument that, well, none stood out as being incredibly, mm-hmm. you know, we'll remember in 10 years from now. But there are a lot of cool games this year. But, yeah, my vote for the entire year was South Park. Up from when it, when I reviewed it and when it came out in early March, the whole year, I was like, man, South Park still my game of the year for all the reasons you said. Mm-hmm. But then uh, when I played Come On In, Brian Albert... Get your butt in here. You're on the podcast yeah. now. You're on. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> Welcome. We're in the middle of special uh, guest Brian. This is actually Albert. perfect timing because we're just we're if you feel comfortable. Oh, we're going. oh yeah, we're we're <laughs> live. This is live. Oh yeah, yeah everyone. <laughs> if you Brian Albert joining us. Uh, Mitch told me to go in here, so if I ruin something, good. it's Mitch's fault. Yeah, well. no, it's good. <laughs> okay. And we're just talking about uh, if you feel comfortable sharing what you voted for for game of the year. We're talking about Dragon Age, uh, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I was just starting to say, yeah. So I. My vote went to South Park until I played Sunset Overdrive. And, I mean, I've talked about it on this show before after I'd been playing it over the largely over the holidays. But, man, that game, top to bottom, it's just it's designed so well that I love the traversal. Getting around that world is fun, even though there are no vehicles. Um, and the traversal gets more interesting as you play. And uh, the, the, the tone, the visual style, everything, top to bottom. I just love that game so much. And... I was happy to vote for it. Sad it didn't win. It did, however, win our Xbox One Game of the Year award. So yeah, it took right. home the, the category award on that. So congrats to... Although even that, I mean, I voted for it, but I felt really bad because uh, Forza Horizon 2 is an incredible game, and it just... <laughs> did just I feel like the entire world looked that game straight There's over. There's only people in this office who probably really gave that game, like played a good amount of that game. We don't know what to do. <laughs> oh my gosh, a fifth person showed up. It's Mitch. And he's leaving. <laughs> Just hang for a few. We'll yeah, kick Brian out. Albert out after yeah. the after we talk a little. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, so quick question yeah. before we get to you. Has yeah. a racing game ever won game of the year? Just out of curiosity. Well, from IGN, you mean, obviously. Or ever. I, from I, well, sure. I'm, I'm, I think Gran Turismo over okay. the, in, in its... In its Twisted in its, Metal, maybe? Uh, past no, iterations is probably I'm trying won. to think of like when or like... Because again, Cause I'm not a racing uh, guy. Gran so. Turismo for many years was a was like a ten out of ten kind of game. Like mm-hmm. it was it was an incredible driving experience, and it's the last the first iteration. One, right? or, well, the, yeah, yeah. T- uh, I think th- three, three was, was kind of the, the two. That's right. Yeah, it was and the, that one the was, big was, one. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. N- Brian, oh, just when Need for Speed Underground came out, that oh, game yeah. was awesome too. Yeah, uh, I would have totally voted for Burnout Three Takedown in the Game of the Year vote. <laughs> just FYI, that one was. Really I good. voted for Transistor. I was one of the strong call. Maybe three or four of us. What I wanted when I was playing Bastion was uh, I I loved everything about that game, the atmosphere, the story. Mm -hmm. I really love how it's minimalist. I like the the narrator. Right. Um, But I thought it just got kind of easy. Just played it. It was fun and it looked great, but it was a little easy. And Transistor was more of that atmosphere that I loved, that awesome art style that Supergiant really nails. Uh, But the gameplay was actually pretty difficult. The combat in that game is fantastic. Exactly. Like making custom strings of like uh, movesets. It's really, really neat. Yeah, and then you fail and you try again. Oh, oh, I I used too many steps that time. I'll actually Mm -hmm. go around this wall this time or whatever. I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very difficult. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Uh, I did not vote. <laughs> As Ryan well, alluded to before, yeah. well, you we know. don't all get to vote. I actually do get to vote, but I didn't play any of the games. I mean, I played Sunset. What else was there? I That's don't even it. Remember? That's, That's the only one. Yeah, yeah. I, Dragon Age rate, One. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I did. Mordor was on there. Yeah, Mordor and, and uh, well, I played a lot of Smash, mm-hmm. um, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, so. That is, you know, South for Park. quality control, obviously. South. We want people to vote for games when they've played them. Yes, so I did <laughs> of course. Vote. Yeah, it was good. I'm glad South Park was nominated. I mean, mm-hmm. no, that's a that's a game where you would think, oh, what do you mean South Park game of the year? Get out of here. But it was totally deserving. I'm glad it glad it was nominated. And 
I hope one day Matt and Trey will decide to make another South Park yeah, game. Here's the question. But they the won't. Group. Will that ever happen? No, right? They'll we've, never do that. I think we've talked about it on the show before. I don't see it happening because, I mean, they are legit gamers. They've talked mm-hmm. to they, those guys grew up Nintendo guys just like we did. But I think they have said that, holy crap, making video, making a video game, especially to the level of involvement that they had yeah. writing it, directing it, uh, voicing it, they were like, this was way more. This was way harder and way more work than we thought it was going to be. But can there be a South Park game again without those two involved? No, in no, no, no. The bar is yeah. set now. No. Every South Park game before them was pretty much done without them. Like they signed off on it, but right. it was not. Only those weren't great. The, the Tower Defense one was alright. The last, yeah, those couple Xbox Live Arcade games. Yeah, the uh, South Park. Let's go. Let's go. Tower Defense. Let's only, go. Only if a Guana comes I reviewed back, it. there can be another South Park with all those. But then, then there was that other one. Uh, what was the Scott Tenenbaum's Revenge? Was, uh, that one didn't do anything. Oh, for those me. are pretty modern. Like the first one was the one from Iguana. Well, the, the last where you fight the turkeys. No, yeah, you're going balls. way back to the, end. the that was the South one, Park, right? yeah, with the yeah. the, 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 the built on the Turok engine and the, the <laughs> yeah. first throwing the so there was that one. Oh, yeah. then nothing for a long time, and then yeah, the 360 well, that's the thing. At first, Matt and Trey were like, "Sure, whatever," and they licensed it, and the games were garbage. And then they said, "Screw this, we're not going to have our brand be tainted by crappy games," and they didn't do anything for. Years up until yeah, I think maybe that uh, South Park Let's Go Tower Defense, mm-hmm. it, which was maybe I don't want to say uh, maybe oh eight oh nine somewhere in there. I'd have to look I, it up, that's but probably close. Yeah, yeah, that game was actually pretty good, but especially I don't even like tower defense games, but I like that game. I got I Pixel Drunk Monsters, Park. Ryan. Yeah, I know. You should check it out. I know. Uh, so Brian, you are here. Talk a little Xbox One. You're one of our. Our growing contingent of in-house MOBA. We're taking over. We're taking over. Fools. Yeah, the whole IGN is soon going to just be MOBA.com instead of IGN.com. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's <laughs> that, the future. No, it's it's very much the present. There's, <laughs> that's that's a big deal. But, yeah, so uh, Smite is, yeah. A, is a known PC MOBA that's, I think, well fairly well-liked. It's not, you know, League of Legends or Dota territory, but... They're bringing in Smite to Xbox One. You got to you rolled out to Atlanta and played yeah. that. Bad they had boy. the World Championships, which, by the way, had a two and a half million dollar prize pool, which is massive. That's like the third largest esports prize pool there is. Uh, for a wow. game that very few people have heard of on this site. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Oh, and another thing I learned, by the way, just because you mentioned League and Dota, Smite is actually in third place as far as like, oh, it's, so it's, it's a big are. deal. Wow. So it's big. Okay, yeah, yeah, and it's so so it coming to Xbox One. A big deal. Yeah. Uh, and tell me about how, how it played on the console. That's that's the biggest question. Is not like, oh, what's up with Smite? Well, it's like, hey, does this actually work on a console? Right. Um, because I put MOBAs up there sort of with MMOs and real-time strategy games as like, mm-hmm. this is a PC. They game. belong on the PC. People are mass, right. And normally I'd agree. You take your gamepad and you go back to your happy place. That's exactly what people sound like. I know. <laughs> um, but Smite is played from like a third-person over-the-shoulder perspective. When you look at it, when someone's playing it, it just looks like a really cool action game. Right. And that's actually a massive strength um, because it's really deep, but it doesn't look like it from the start. You're not afraid of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it plays better on a console controller than it does on a keyboard and mouse, in my opinion. <laughs> Blasphemy! Yeah. How dare you! <laughs> uh, I mean, it, you move around with the stick instead of the WASDs. Uh, and in most mobiles, you're, like, clicking the ground, which yeah. just doesn't work on a console. You can't move a cursor on the screen and, like... Cl- no. I suffered through, uh, there was that brief era in around like 2007, no, 2000, sorry, 2008, 2009, when there was a brief rash of real-time strategy games on the 360, Supreme Commander, Lord oh, of the Rings, right. Battle for Middle-Earth 2, Command and Conquer, and Halo Wars. Wasn't that I played Universe a, at War at that time, Universe. Too? I played yeah. all of those except Universe at War, 
And yeah, it's like they were super cool games, but other than Halo Wars, which was mm, so good on the gamepad, they tuned it well. Like the other games were just like you're just fighting yeah. it. Rest in peace, Ensemble. <laughs> I know. Oh, um, don't don't. That's another show. <laughs> but although we're gonna talk about a uh, little real, uh, we're oh. gonna mention Ensemble later in the show. But that's really, a teaser. They've been gone like forever. Yeah, oh, just <laughs> weird. That's well, strange. All right, all right. But all right. Uh, hang with me, Des. Right, what I wanted to mention right. is that uh, when I was at talking to the developers at High Res, I was kind of asking if this was always going to be like. The little brother, you know. The, oh, yeah. it's there, but the, it's like Team Fortress on console. Pat you on the head. Yeah. Oh, you're there too. <laughs> uh, no, they're actually keeping parity with the PC version. Uh, any update that comes to PC will then be on the console within, they said, about a month later. Nice. Um, all the the heroes they're called gods in this game. Uh, they're coming out about once a month. Those are all going to be there. Uh, all the modes, everything's there. It looks great. It has the same. Uh, it looks the same as it does on console. It looks the same on console as it does on PC. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a great full MOBA. It's not stripped down in any way. It plays well. I really want this to happen because so far the only really successful console, MO- console MOBAs have been ones that sort of took the the idea of a MOBA and twisted it really far into something else, sort of like Awesome Nuts. Right. Which is fun, but it's like 2D platforming MOBA or like Monday Night Combat or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, is, this, is, this is a 5v5 three-lane MOBA that works well. So tell me this. As a com- total MOBA noob... Uh-huh. Uh, is do I do I have to go online and play five on five, or is, are there any offline modes? If I'm like if I'm super intimidated, I'm just coming to MOBAs for the first time. Think, oh, okay, Smite Xbox One. I'm, are, are there AI? Can I just practice offline? So, first of all, there's a really good practice mode that's just like tutorial stuff. But yeah. then beyond that, I think there is the uh, um. Most MOBAs, or a lot of them have like a 1v1 mode where there's just mm-hmm. one lane against one person. And in what I was playing, I was able to go against AI. And I believe it's okay. like that's staying in Good. there. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Otherwise, if you don't have like five friends versus five, there's a 3v3 so mode and a 1v1 it's mode. It's not an always online required game. So that, that's kind of, uh, that's sort of what I'm driving at. But. Right. But you, that's kind of what MOBAs are. It's like of the, course. Com- the competition of real players. But for, because, you know, I figure a lot of people listening to this that might want to take, you might, yeah. might, might think, okay, it's coming Xbox One. I'll try it out. There, yeah. You can play against AI. You don't have to just get embarrassed by real people. All yeah, the time. I was playing when I played. It was almost all against okay. AI. Cool. Um, and don't. I'll, I'll help you, Ryan. <laughs> if you're scared, I'll help you. I'm so scared. <laughs> I can't. Very interesting. Can't. Quick question: What's a MOBA? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. That's Start, a joke. Let's go. Let's no. Yeah. That's yeah. a di- we, the, I, Tune into the IGN Arena podcast yeah. that Brian's a part of. They'll. Tell you all Actually, yeah, we're going to talk a lot about Smite on it this week. So. Cool. Glad to hear that. Uh, Am I jumping and getting Mitch? Yeah, I think we're going to okay. swap out. Fly we will away. be, right. we'll be right everyone. back with thanks, the news. Brian, Brian Albert, thanks for stopping Absolutely. by. Mobile Man here to <laughs> educate the youth of America. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> IGN's number one Xbox podcast. The podcast on Mobile presents the news online. All right, enough MOBA talk. Let's get, get back. that Lord's <laughs> management out of here. And as that, you can you see, me. Brian Albert has transmogrified magically Got into slightly into fatter Mitch Dyer. and more freckled, <laughs> but taller. Yeah. <laughs> so is that, the, is that what the transmogrifier did in Calvin and Hobbes? Well, no, it changed you into well, just any any other thing. It didn't have to be another thing of the same species. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, it's good times. <laughs> uh, welcome to the news unlocked. We got a lot to go over this week. Much there's many there are many there were many newses yeah. yeah many newses all the newses I liked this news that broke out of nowhere last night let's race and get right into it Forza Motorsport Six announced 
<laughs> that the news coming out of it nowhere just and broomed, driving it by? It just zoomed in, yeah. So, I don't know, maybe it was just the, the way this was announced. It was announced with the new Ford GT trailer. Like, Ford had their big coming out party for the year. They showed off all the new cars. They had the new Ford GT, which looks exactly like the McLaren that was on the cover of Ford's <laughs> Motorsport 5. And it, it, it doesn't, was, but it, go ahead. Whatever. To continue. All these cars look the same to me. I'm just car racist. Four wheels I'm, and a, a, four tires and I'm a just, steering wheel. I'm just car racist. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a racist. Oh. <laughs> anyway. 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 So video I, technical difficulties I, aside. Yeah, we're back. I felt like it was just an unceremonious way, way to announce Forza 6. And it's, I get what they're doing. It's like, here's the car that's on the cover. It's a big, it's a sexy new car. It looks really cool. It's going to be like a big thing that people, it's, it's a good hook for Forza 6. But showing off the car and then going, oh, and also here's a, a very plain Forza logo with a like a Times New Roman number six on the side. No, it was in Arabic. My bad. It didn't have, have, have you know, serifs. Was that a, is that a hint about location? No. <laughs> the numeral. Damn it, numeral. Destin. <laughs> yeah, it just felt a little hollow to me. It didn't feel like it was a. And obviously, they'll do that. They'll have their big coming out party later. But I don't know. It's just it was out of nowhere. It was so, very loosely tied. It barely felt like an announcement. Do you, do you want me to explain why this happened? Yes, because I, I just don't feel any. I I'm unmoved by this announcement. I think I think I I think I have this one right, figured out. Hit me. So you're the car guy. The re- so first of all, number one, everybody knew. Forza Motorsport 6 was coming this year. Of course. By this time, the cadence is established. Every two years for Motorsport, and so far, Horizons, Forza Horizons are filling in the off years. The reason why this was announced with the Ford GT thing is because uh, going on this week in Detroit is the North American International Auto Show, which is the E3 for cars. Got it. So, uh, Forza has talked forever about... uh, just fix, derail in the show. Fix it. Uh, Forza, these guys, you know, they've been talking for years about they want to get, they want to bring in car enthusiasts, car people, right. not, not just, just video gamers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there okay. is no better way to do that than to make this announcement at the North American International Auto Show as opposed to E3. Very so they'll still get the gamers of course. at right. E3 when they, they said they'll show off gameplay later. Uh, you know, they they have they didn't show a, a single screenshot, a single anything about the game. Did they get a standing ovation when they announced the game? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, was my follow-up question but to that no, was it, like, if you're a gamer that, or if you're a car enthusiast and not a gamer, how do you is react? this a cool? Is this cool? Right. So, do you know what Forza Motorsport Six means when so, that comes on screen? Or are you like, how do you pronounce this word? Yeah. Forza. Well, oh, it's, it's a car word. So. Oh, it's Forza Six. Do I have to play one through five first? They got to that, understand but, the story. But <laughs> yeah. so the hook to answer your question, Sean, I think is what they're going for, is that Ford GT uh, prototype that they unveiled and the new Ford. It's two other the Ford Performance uh, line, the Shelby GT350. A lot of people, a lot of you have heard of the Shelby. And uh, the F-150 Raptor truck would be a high-performance truck. Those will be, before before you can drive them in real life, of course, many of us won't be able to afford those, but they'll be playable uh, in Forza. Ford? Sorry. God, yeah. ro- oh. you are on a roll today. <laughs> oh, Mitch. But yeah, Should so I just go get Brian? They'll <laughs> debut, yeah, please get out. They'll debut in the game. Okay. So the idea is to hopefully try and lure... You know, ex- make the big announcement w- with Ford on stage at the car E3... You know, get get the attention of car people, and then say, okay, well, you can drive these cars for the first time in the Forza Six video game. You know, coming out later this year, so All that's right. their goal. And Got then, it. you know, and then at E3, then they'll hit up the gamers with 
a sexy trailer yep. and probably a hands-on walkthrough of it. Shelby GT, that is Eleanor from Correct. Gone Boom. In 60 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, That's the one. Cool. An older car. version of the car. What do you do at the end of the race, guys? You stop. GameStop was selling red-ringed Xbox oh, 360s. That was weak. That was weak. Ah, that's all I had. Do it again. Take it again. No, I'm done. All right, that's it. That's <laughs> We're already into yeah. it, Mitch. Uh, yeah, this is a, a very weird story, and I know Ryan is impassioned about this, but... Yeah, this bugs me. Uh, it bugs so, you. It does. So GameStop is selling refurbished red-ringed Death 360s. They were yeah. refurbishing broken consoles. And they've been doing it for years. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. were selling them back to people as like, hey, you got a discount used console. <laughs> it doesn't work. Wink. Uh, they came with a warranty, like a year warranty or something. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably like if right. it broke, but even you that, could bring like, it back. But then they're going to refurbish it and sell it to you after they after I bring it back in. It's really gross. Anyway, the report reads: Did they do that? This is a Bloomberg yes. report, by the way. This is a legit news outlet. Yeah, Bloomberg reports: "Quote: A boon for GameStop in 2009 was figuring out how to solve the so-called Red Ring of Death. GameStop's R&D team discovered that the problem could be solved by heating up the top of the device while cooling it from below, reconnecting a damaged chip to the motherboard without ruining it." Does that sound familiar to any of you Xbox 360 veterans oh, out yes. there? Anybody yeah. ever uh, own a towel? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to bring a towel. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fix your Xbox 360. Yeah, the towel trick. They basically came up with an industrialized version of the towel trick, which is a horrible Band-Aid that doesn't work. It's a mm-hmm. temporary thing. Your console almost certainly will fail again. Mm-hmm. It basically uh, melts the solder again. Yes, it yes. Re- your contact Correct. Point. Yeah, that is the goal of it. It actually makes your console worse. It now, yeah. uh, in the long thing, run, machine, I will yeah. note that after our story bro- broke and we reached out to our news team, reached out to GameStop for comment, they responded saying that the company's patented specialized process for repairing Red Ring of Death consoles is a, quote, long-lasting repair that had to first pass hundreds of hours of testing before the method could enter into production, meaning they don't test each console for hundreds of hours. They tested the method, the, the their their glorified towel trick for, at some point for hundreds of hours but so don't sell ma- people broken consoles maybe, maybe this works but i don't know this to me to me i'm saying this is not the opinion of ign.com uh this is me i think uh this sounds like a bit of a shady business practice i don't, uh, I don't like I'm the sound you, of this at all no a little, this is really gross a little? i mean it's mm-hmm. uh because again the how is gamestop Still in business. That's well. They're uh, we come they, on. They the, sell the, you cards the, where you can go download stuff at home. The writing is is on the wall. Yeah, uh, they've as, they've known that this is coming for a long time, which is why they had a pushback about like going digital when all these new consoles launched, and why they offer right. purchasable cards in store. It's a cyclical like thing, that. right? Because if you as a game publisher say, "Oh, we don't want to sell games via GameStop anymore," one, you're losing sales. Two, GameStop's gonna say, "All right, well, we're not gonna." <laughs> sell the consoles yeah. that your company sells. So have fun, dude. Yeah. Like they are an yeah. outlet for you to get the video game console, not necessarily the games. I mean, maybe not. Uh, it's hard. I can only relate to it via my own experience, which is that I haven't entered a GameStop, GameStop <laughs> in, uh, I don't know, decades. Like it's Whoa, been a long time. <laughs> Wait a second. Like, are you some standing over here? Old since man it used to be uh, over here. Like, Back the last time I remember being in a store like that was, was when it was EB Games, like when it was still a different yeah. store. Mm. Uh, maybe, I guess maybe kids and stuff go there. Packages, recognize, software, etc. So in Canada, I, I went back home <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah. And there was, GameStop, I think, bought out EB Games in some time. Correct. And every EB Games in Canada was rebranded as GameStop. I went back this year, and my dad's like, oh, no, no, no. They changed it back. All the GameStops are now EB Games again. I don't understand. Huh. Canada's a weird well, place. Well, I mean, 
you know, this gets into a different conversation. I mean, it's, you know, the, the consoles have digital marketplaces hardwired into them now yeah. where, you know, they dabbled in it on the 360 and the PS3. They started to kind of take steps towards that. But, you know, GameStop has got to be uh, crapping bricks on a quarterly basis as more and more people become comfortable with and conditioned to make their game purchases directly from the consoles. Now, there's still the GameStop's still making plenty of money, but it's they're going to have to come up with some sort of long-term solution if they want to stick around, I yes. think. Yes. Because the, And this is not how you do it. Yeah, I mean, you look, you know, PC console gaming is the way people buy games on consoles. If you look at Steam, that is the future. That is that is next gen of, mm-hmm. as far as buying games goes. That is what Xbox 4 and PlayStation 5 are almost certainly going to be. Is it, very similar to Steam, where you don't even think about going to the store. It's just all there. They kind of tried it this generation, but it seemed a little too early to start that. People seemed very hesitant about going right. disc. Yeah, there's still some cold yeah. feet going on, but... And rightly so. I mean, yeah. there's some a lot people of... people want rur- that physical sure. copy. Well, still. I mean, I, I was about to say, a lot of rural America just doesn't... We live in a bubble here in San Francisco where our That's internet true. connectivity yeah. is like... Completely superior to most I just places a 40 in the world. Gig game today in five minutes. Yeah, but like no. rural Kansas doesn't necessarily have that opportunity, Correct. and even still, like I'm one of those guys who I like to have the disc. Yeah. I like to have the box on my shelf. Mm-hmm. To that point, though, the FCC we we didn't do this story, but the FCC just raised the <clears> minimum <throat> threshold for what broadband is Good. in order to get these telecom companies to help get faster internet out to rural places like mm-hmm. that. So. You know, these consoles are, you know, I, if I had to take a guess, let's see, the, X, the Xbox One PS4 launched in fall 2013. I think we're looking at probably 2021, hmm. eight years. If I had holiday 2021 would be what I would, if we were just starting a pool. This would be the longest running Xbox podcast. <laughs> of all the best of the week. Yeah. 20, well, I'll say by 2019. You think but, a little quicker this time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. What are we betting? Because we're all going to be old and dead. In and out. <laughs> Again? Just in, in and, and out. out. <laughs> Double doubles. <laughs> Let's buy the in and out now and put it in the freezer. And then de- no. the winner gets the defer- or the a loser. Time capsule. Yeah. Time capsule. <laughs> yeah. Bury in the backyard. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, point being, uh, wait, does anybody else want in on this bet? Are we on this pool? Time capsule in and out? No, thanks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, really. All right. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be vintage, Destin. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Collector's edition. This, <laughs> what are you, what's the bet? Well, just, uh, we're just gonna, when do you think for that, when do you yeah. think when do you think uh, the next Xbox will release? Honestly, I think it could even be sooner than 2019. Yeah, I don't nah. think it'll be another eight-year cycle. I don't. I do actually. Hmm. These consoles aren't. They even, don't strike me these, as powerful enough to go eight years. But the consoles aren't even done. That's they're not exactly even exactly why the, I think it'll be the, shorter. What do you well, mean? Well, no, because they're... You mean like a new iteration will come out that's more powerful? No, no. On? I mean, as far as like the OS, the the UI, like all these features are still uh, being added to these consoles. I think we're going... I think we're... Ahead, I think it's going to be eight years again. But I could see your argument for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I just feel like, like these are great machines, but they were... And they're selling so well, especially the yeah. PlayStation that... I don't know. Maybe it will go longer just based on the rate at which they're selling, but they... Both kind of launched in a sloppy way, and the, they've been receiving major, significant updates every month. 
I want yeah, to see launch. more exclusive software on both sides. Oh, you will. You know, yeah. Like, you I'm really ready for that this year, hopefully. I really thought 2014 would be that year. Now I'm mm-hmm. like, no, guys, it's going to be 2015. It's the year Maybe. of all the good stuff. We'll see. We'll know at E3 We'll talk sure. a little bit about that, yeah. actually, in a little while. But good. anyway. Um, Please go away, HD remixes. This somehow started yes. <laughs> on GameStop, and then we got into yeah. things. Oh, that yeah. Kyle Trick. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, so cool. uh, it's unfortunate. We don't have – there's no way to get the data for how many of – these towel-tricked GameStop 360s failed again. Yeah. Only only GameStop has those numbers, <laughs> uh, and I'm sure we'll we'll never get them. But again, just to, to try and not get IGN in trouble, I think it's a shady business practice. They can tweet me if they want, <laughs> but I am on your side. Yeah. All right. That was that was a fun chat. Nothing, Dustin? No no segue? No, you're not going to bring us home into this I next I bet those topic. towels were soft. Let's talk about Microsoft. You are like <laughs> C game today. Man, step it up. But, I don't know. These are tough transitions. You're a professional, Dustin. <laughs> I'm fans, a professional segue. The fans look to you. How is my pun game better than yours today? Yeah. Wow, yeah, you're on point. Uh, Microsoft is starting a new studio. That is working on this bringing is good news. the, quote, next installment in a beloved strategy game franchise to the next generation of gamers. So, a couple quick thoughts. A couple. So, this kind of narrows it down right away. Um, strategy franchise, beloved, Microsoft. So, my heart wants to say Halo Wars, but my brain yeah. says, I don't think Halo Wars classifies as a <clears throat> beloved, it's well-liked, it's loved by me. But it's not a franchise. It was one game. I've got the answer. I I, I want to know what you guys think, so, but I think I've got it. I don't think it's Halo I, Wars, even though I want it to be. I do think there's a 50-50 or better chance we will get another Halo Wars someday, possibly I, soonish. I'll take that bet. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we have a, oh, God. <laughs> I think we need to be in Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, but I don't think that's what it's being referred to here. Now, I also, my first thought actually was that this is like, oh, well, Microsoft keeps saying they want to get back into PC gaming, so I'm sure this is a PC thing, except for the fact that uh, they... You hold on, it's like the double-sided with, paper going on today? Love it? it. Oh, just that, yeah. Um, the, the job listings say uh, that they require applicants to be familiar with Xbox 360 and Xbox One rendering techniques. So whatever it is, it may come to PC, but it's probably also yeah. coming to console. So I have a conspiracy theory related to that, too. Hit me. The Microsoft 10 event is happening very, very soon. Next week? Yes. And Microsoft no. is... Next, yeah, next week. Yeah, and Phil Spencer is there, and we know that Xbox is going to have a presence. The and MSX? I, nope. Like Microsoft X? Nope. Uh, I would wager that that event will bring some kind of connectivity. Maybe not, you know, you on PC, me on Xbox playing together, but mm-hmm. some kind of connectivity to Xbox and PC. Right. Maybe more parity between games. I bet Microsoft is really mad that it didn't get to publish Rise and Dead Rising 3 on PC. True. So that's where we saw the Crackdown tech demo, isn't it? Last time? Yeah. No, the, that the, was the, one the, of Microsoft's It was the tech demo for what became the tech for Scream Ride Correct. and Crackdown. Yes. 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 The destruction, the buildings coming down. Real-time stuff. And I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. like they'll demo Scream Ride. Maybe we'll get a look at Crackdown. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't surprise me if they also said like, "Hey, like here, this technology we showed last year, Microsoft PC gaming, also uh, Crackdown's coming to PC, like that kind of initiative, right? Like That'd bringing awesome. Xbox games to PC. Also, how about cross-platform 
co-op play. Would love that, Why not? Shadowrun was so cool. It was. Although the mouse and keyboard people whooped up on the on <laughs> yeah. the gamepad people, there was no doubt about that. We actually did a test of that in my last job. I remember. I remember. I mm-hmm. loved that. It story. was we OXM were decimated. PC gamer, we were completely destroyed. <laughs> As they sh- I mean, they should. If I had been on a mouse and keyboard, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. It Although, would have been great if you reversed roles, like they had to play on controllers. We should have. That, in hindsight, that would have been. I think it depends on the game. Nowadays, it's not so cut and dry. Alfredo's Titanfall team whooped on everyone in the on Titanfall. PC. Yeah. yeah. I think it depends on, on what the game's built for first. Like, Titanfall's built for a controller. Not We're getting off track. Anyway, Mitch, anyway. What, what game so do you think So I want to know what you guys think. What do you guys yeah. think this is? Because the easy answer is Age of Empires, and I don't think that's it. I do think no so. No idea. They've tried twice. But it's... It's Microsoft's biggest RTS franchise that I can think of. It's the first one that comes to mind. It's the biggest. It is, is the it biggest. beloved StarCraft it was. 2. <laughs> Microsoft's StarCraft 2, <laughs> Legacy of the Void, coming it's to Star- Xbox it's, One. It's StarCraft, S-T-A-R-K-R-A-F-T. Like, <laughs> Star- Do we know that it's a Microsoft franchise besides that it's Microsoft? I would guess it is, because my, my yeah. other conspiracy theory is like, man, what if they own Myth? Yeah, I was going to say, like, Command & Take Conquer Two owns that. EA has People that. Yeah. Take Two has Myth, really? Yeah. Wow. They published it and then they got it from Bungie. I did not know that. Yeah. Take That's Two owns Myth. What do they even have? Like, you I know what they have? I can't think. Of you know Microsoft what's a beloved has. strategy franchise that Microsoft owns? Hmm. Wonder what Rare has been working on. Maybe it's a new Viva Pinata. Oh. That's not a strategy game, though. Yeah. Viva Pinata is yeah, totally a strategy it game. It is a it's a management simulator. It is it's all just, about. That's the thing. It's but that's strategy. It's all about like yeah, tricking these I, animals into mating and building the economy. Like it is. It's a I wouldn't call it a strategy game. I think it's. Totally, I think it is a real-time strategy game that was built for consoles. But it was I hope obviously you're right. dumbed down. It wasn't like gather resources, right, right. get units, and fight. And there were pieces of that. But I think that I really believe that this is a new Viva Pinata. I hope I, you're correct. I don't know about that because like that was made in a cartoon. I, I love. But there was were, a Viva they were, Pinata. They were built in sync, right? Like it mm-hmm. wasn't like Viva Pinata was this thing, and Microsoft and Rare were like, well, I guess we'll just grab this. Like they were on the ground floor with Viva Pinata. They yeah. wanted in. They yeah. worked together. It wasn't like. It wasn't just a crummy adaptation. Yeah, Viva Pinata is awesome. Yeah, it's it is one so of, good. If yeah. if we were to make a list of, uh, like we like we're doing of most <laughs> underrated games from last generation, Viva Pinata is a hundred percent on that yes. list. Yeah. So good. All right, speaking Let's of, I'm rare. down with it. I'm down with it. And again, like a great parody between Xbox and. PC, go. Speaking of Rare, Ken Law would work with Rare. Nice. Often. That's the Destiny I love. <laughs> that's not even and, a joke. That's uh, just true. Yeah, uh, he had an interview with uh, the Inner Circle podcast uh, where he talked about Phantom Dust and Scalebound. How about some energy, Destin? Those are two games you I sound really like you want us to go <laughs> to sleep right this now. This room gets warm, <laughs> and it's kind of like my energy diminishes. As the the air is, is like it blankets. is yeah. really hot here. Oh, I feel sleepy. He also yeah, like, made a passing mention about them making a Battletoads game. Oh, yeah. that would like, be awesome. No, no, it was like he very flippantly mentioned, like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, now that we're bringing Battletoads back, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I've long suspected, and Marty and I have debated about this mm. for months, because Marty hates Battletoads, but I've been <laughs> saying for months that Rare is making a Battletoads game. Mm-hmm. That's what Guarantee I was like. Guarantee it. Guarantee Kind of goofy, unique games that has a special place for a lot of gamers, and I, I could see that coming back in some fashion. Battletoads you know. is something that at this point 
less than one percent of Xbox owners have ever even heard of. That you could say the I'm same thing it... about Phantom Dust and Killer Instinct. <laughs> Phantom True. Dust is yeah. like an—it's not even a blip no. on the radar. Yeah. Well, he sa- it is the stealth ship. Of he the, said yeah. uh, in this. So uh, we should get—we got to give credit. It's uh, the Inner Circle Podcast. Nice job scoring that yeah. Ken Lobb interview, guys. And he got—they got some good stuff out of Ken. And one of the things he said to us about Phantom Dust was, mm-hmm. the re- he said, well. It's a reboot partially because it was a great story, and he goes, but only like 60,000 people ever yeah. <laughs> ever played yeah. it because the game sold so bad on the mm-hmm. on the uh, Xbox uh, original Xbox. Yeah. So, yeah, he talked about Scalebound and Phantom Dust. So Scalebound, he says, quote, when people really understand what we're building, they're going sh- to be shocked. Uh, and he says it has the potential to be game of all time. So he was, he's very excited. He's just obviously he's just talking it up. But Good he's, spin. He's very excited about it. I'm excited about Scalebound too. I don't even know what it is, but that first it's, trailer talking to Kamiya really about cool it. It has a really cool name. Yes. And Platinum's and it's making Kamiya. it. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah. powers yeah. of the characters are different colors. <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, he mentions Phantom Dust and says it is going to be a 30-hour JRPG. And he says the he quotes the original. It says the original was way ahead of its time. I don't even remember what Phantom Dust so was. I worked for official Xbox recall, magazine, yeah. and I did not play this game. That's how I, obscure it was. I remember the weird ads in but magazines Jesco at the published time. It, as I, oh, if I remember that's right, why. Man, I didn't play it. Yeah. Uh, or at least maybe they published it in the U.S. and Microsoft published it in Japan. I don't remember. Anyway, nobody played it, including yeah. me. Well, I hope this re-release is a behemoth. Oh, anybody? Damn, that's what I'm talking about. Seven yeah. out of ten. <laughs> 7 out of 10. Evolve's fourth monster is a behemoth, which is a big-ass rock boss. That's true. The trailer's on IGN.com right now. He looks pretty cool. Yes. I like the design of the character This is the one that they were teasing, like, hey, we haven't announced the third one, but you can name the fourth one. Here's his, like, weird, craggy, obviously rocky silhouette. Yes. <laughs> uh, what do you want to call him? And, yeah, behemoth was the name that won, and now he's been revealed yeah uh we got to i got to speak with phil robb and chris ashton the two studio heads at turtle rock about this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, i haven't mm -hmm. i haven't played it but we have the exclusive footage up there's a there's a cg trailer but then if you click our story we've got uh they actually gave us because this he's not done at all like so they they somehow i'm surprised they usually developers don't do this they gave us prototype test footage it's like wow it's a it's like a a, a white box like a test guy. room. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, and then it's just the it's the uh, the behemoth fighting hunters in this just big, em- you know, mostly empty space. But he shows off all his powers. He can throw up a huge rock wall to sort of try and separate one one hunter from the rest. And he throws down like a pounds the ground and does like a fissure. You know, it sends out this. Uh, you know, crack in the earth that'll send and you were describing up. literally Earthshaker from Dota 2. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, like, how did Tiny not win for the yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's would be that's like the uh, I think the it was Sopranos Behemoth? version of the name Rockman. <laughs> Tiny is also a giant <laughs> rock Tiny. monster in Dota 2. That's <laughs> right, yeah. Damn it, Mitch. But that's what Sean's talking about. My but man. yeah, I mean, I like uh, playing as super tanky characters mm-hmm. in you know RPGs and and games of of that ilk. So I am very much looking forward to trying out the behemoth but i will say so the deal with him is if you pre-order the game you get him for free not pre-purchase just mm-hmm. pre so just put down your whatever five bucks or whatever you got to do it at uh <laughs> at gamestop because you know we just said we don't we never go uh-huh. there yeah but uh i'm sure there's a digital version of it of the pre-order as well but uh if you don't pre-order this guy when he comes out which is they, they told us around a month or so after the game comes out 15 bucks 
for, for just the, one? for one monster. Wow. That is that is criminal. I agree with you. As mu- as fun as I think this game $10 is, and you have a season pass, which you would expect to be like four more hunters, three more monsters, eight more maps. Like, so are you I, kidding me? I think Evolve is the 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 big alpha. I think nobody lo- it left a, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. We have had the unique uh, privilege of playing the entire game at this point. Yeah, I love Evolve. I think it's a beautiful, fantastic game. I mean, not beautiful in the in the technical sense I mean it's nice but it's just I think it's a wonderfully designed game that's super fun and we've lost we've literally lost days to that game where we go to play and then it's just like oh it's 5 o'clock when we started at 10 yeah but yeah I feel like a lot of people are ready to pass on Evolve before it even comes out because that that alpha just didn't, you know, it wasn't, didn't Definitely sit well with people. people I really wonder if that beta is going to change people's minds. Yeah, the, the beta starts this week, but I will say, <laughs> as much as I really like Evolve and hope people give it a chance, $15 for a single monster is insane. That is, like, unacceptable. And I get that lots of work goes into them and this and that, but you got to look at it from the consumer's point of view. I respect the developers and what the effort it takes to build this and balance it and design it and test it, but... I mean, a fifteen bucks is Sean. You were like you were saying the other day to me at our, at our desks. That's a quarter of the price of the full game for yeah. one for one monster rock guy, one rock dude. I think this is like about, sorry we delayed the game for six months, money. Let's make up for that. When it comes to pricing things, I think a lot about how it relates to other like the full cost of something else, like the actual experience. Like the other yeah. day, I I could not bring myself to buy a new pair of Astro A forties. Or A fifties because it's like three hundred dollars because it's almost as much as the console. Yeah, yeah, and that's I just and also the chat thought the chat on Xbox One sucks. Yeah, you also gave me that feedback, but yeah, I mean fifteen dollars is a quarter of the sixty dollar price tag, and you're getting far less than a quarter Mm. in value. I would say that's gross, and like it's it's something like this that I think is actually really going to hurt Evolve, which has been delayed for a long time. I think their messaging was really weird when they were like, "Here's the fourth monster," but we haven't really talked about the third one either. And it's I don't know, like I really wonder what the public perception is right now. Like, do people care about this game, even though it's cool? It's a great game, and I hope. I mean, so yeah, the the open beta on Xbox One starts tomorrow, Thursday, the fifteenth. Got it. Give it a shot. Even if you didn't like the alpha, it's I would free. just say just go play, yeah, go, play evolve. go try it. Give it a go. Play um, the monster. It's great. Yeah, and hopefully it will. You know, uh, you know. Hey, I don't. It's not. Doesn't do anything for me if the game sells. But I do just having played it and played. Been lucky enough to play more than the general public. I've seen how fun the game can be, and I think you know everybody else just has the alpha to go off of, which you know was not a great representation of what that game's all about. So. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Mm-hmm. Quick, somebody transition into something else. In addition to video games, the Xbox One also does a lot of things for your television. I don't know. That's, that's that, not it bad. was a tough yeah. transition. Tough one. There's on, no pun, but man. it's a good transition. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So, <laughs> yeah, let me. All right, I'm going to go. Yeah. All, right. all right. You got this. So, Here Evolve. It's a video game. It's never won an Emmy award. You know what has? <laughs> Why would it video game win an Emmy, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Xbox One uh, literally won an Emmy. What? An Emmy award. Well, I did not. Like, s- which is a television achievement award, if you're not familiar. Yeah. If you're, so if you're maybe not American. Yeah, I just don't get this. Honored in the category of television entertainment device. Enhancement. Sorry, television enhancement devices. 
which I would assume is also like uh, oh, Roku box, Apple TV, all that stuff. Things that enhance your television. I don't experience. think this enhances your ex- your evolve experience that much. Ah, uh, that would have been that would have been better. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> we moved on. We're gone. Sorry. So it's basically set top box of the year, and Xbox One wins. Uh, and justifiably so. It's, absolutely. It does like, do cool things with TV. I mean, again, I cut the cord two and a half years ago, yeah. so yeah. I've never used the TV functionality of, of Xbox One. No, but, but what it does is really great. Like, yeah. every week I go to a friend's in Oakland, and we watch, like we get dinner, and we watch Archer before we do a podcast. Oh, yeah. Archer's back now. I'm yes. so excited. I need to catch Most up on season five. Most of my friends, whenever I log on, it says watching TV. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's so easy yeah. just to be like, Xbox, go to whatever channel, right? Yep. Go to Netflix. Go to Hulu. Go to the one guy. Well, I mean, not even I that. Mean, like, when you say, other when it says yeah. watching TV, I think it means specifically using television. one guy or yeah, using yeah. actual cable television yeah. or that. I got it, this. Does you got to feel like for winning that Emmy? As weird as and silly as it may sound to us, since we're used to actors and actresses and TV shows getting Emmys, there are technical categories. But it's got the Xbox team's got to be feeling a little vindic, a little like a little vindicated mm-hmm. by this Emmy, right? Because after all the flack they took from the TV, TV, TV crap. Yeah, and now Nancy Tellum is standing on the outside, going, "God damn!" Yeah, she's like, <laughs> "Oh, I got fired before I could even launch my shows." That stinks. I imagine somebody walking out dressed as an Xbox to accept the Emmy. <laughs> That's what I was going to say is who was there to accept yeah. the award? Oh, Probably man. the person that developed uh, either the console. Some like, architect it. or some. Yeah. yeah. Or somebody who worked on the software. Some entertainment lead director. I mean, I follow film and TV Phil. pretty closely. <laughs> I've never, I mean, I don't, I've never heard of a product winning an award. Yeah. Like, well, this it is did. news to me. Well, yeah, I mean, normally, you know, people like the, the lead so- uh, the lead architect or the designer will come out and accept right. it on behalf of Microsoft, mm-hmm. but it's Microsoft who gets so, the award, not I, the product. I did a little uh, <laughs> I did a little research, and by that I mean I Googled real quick. You but went to I, Wikipedia. This is depressing. <laughs> no, this is cool. So Not cool, depressing. This is the opposite of cool. The Xbox yeah. <laughs> One has won an Emmy. The Xbox One now officially has more Emmys than... Steve Carell, John Hamm, Come on. Courtney Cox, Jesus. Amy Poehler, Ugh. Jackie Gleason, what? Angela Lansbury, Lucy's husband, Desi Arnaz, uh. and Michael Landon. All <laughs> beloved television actors. To be fair, who is Xbox competing with in this category? Just go with the joke. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> Xbox it's joke. It's depressing. Xbox One was up against Parks and Rec for best show of the year. And what did, you know. I didn't catch any What did Parks and Rec lose to? What garbage beat Parks and Rec, this the best show on the planet? I, I don't know. No one pays attention to the I told you, I cut yeah. the cord. I don't watch TV anymore, except on my select number of shows. Dude, on there are criminal, six seasons season of Parks and Rec on yeah. Netflix. Steve Carell should have seven Emmys for all seven seasons that he did. So, <laughs> yeah. suck it, Steve Carell. Xbox <laughs> One has more Emmys than you. Sad world right now. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Xbox, go to the office. <laughs> 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 that does it for the news. Mitch Dyer. That's me. I like you. I like it when you ex- you when you tell me what I. Since you are the gambling addict, what can I spend money on? This well, Ryan, week? if you're into retail games, you out of luck. There's nothing on the on the store this week at all. <laughs> if you like digital video games, also nothing on the store this week. However, the marketplace <laughs> does have a bunch of uh, sales and some little new releases, including Far Cry 4's Escape from Dirgish Prison DLC, which is ten bucks, or if you have the season pass, free. Uh, I think it's a time trial scoreboard Correct. thing. Uh, it's got I like, have a build of it, build of it at the desk, and we're, we need to find time to make a video about oh it. Oh my god, it's never gonna happen. Uh, it's it sounds cool. It's so the the thing with this is it's loosely narrative, like Pagan Min narrative. Yeah, you, it's co-op. However, 
it is set in the actual worst part of the entire game. Durgish Prison oh. was awful. So I wonder if this is like them doing a do-over on Durgish Prison, which was terrible. It's just like the least fun part of the entire Far Cry 4 story. I don't know. Uh, I'm excited to check it out anyway. I'm Also, it means we're that much closer to Valley of the Yetis. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Unity Dead Kings is now free for everyone who owns the game. which is The, the Mia Culpa. The, the best for our, Mia we're Culpa, sorry yeah. our game was busted. Here's free DLC for you. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, which if you, is good. If you have ACU, I mean, check it out. It's like epilogue style story like it's after the main story it's yep. more arno doing his thing uh again games to go for january d4 dark dreams don't die on xbox one that's the connect twin peaksy style sweary game that's weird and funny and cool and yeah it's really free. interesting you get it. yeah i mean it's free absolutely mm-hmm. uh mx versus atv alive is free until january you got 15th. another day or two act yeah. quickly uh, and then starting on the 16th of January, please download The Witcher 2. Yes. It's the best RPG that console has, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, like maybe better than the Mass Effect series. Like, Never. maybe. Dude, what? Skyrim like, and Oblivion no. say hi. Sorry, uh, come on. I'm not into those No games. way. It's the point no way it's I'm not better. saying The, the Witcher's point bad. Being, yeah. Witcher's incredible. It's like top yeah. tier. It's up there okay. with Mass Effect. It's up that, there with better. Dragon Age. It's up that's there with fine. Skyrim. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. So I like good. that more. Don't miss out on The Witcher. It's free. Download it. If you don't have the space, just initiate the download. It goes into your queue. You own it forever, and you can download it when you make space. Cool. All right, we'll be right back with a little trivia action, and then we'll get on out of here. Unlock block. Can you take on the challenge? Yeah! I want to try it out. All righty, gentlemen. A little trivia action. Uh, Thanks to all of our listeners, we have a big pile of actual current video games to give away and not just Guitar Hero Van Halen for 360. Mm -hmm. So many of you kindly donating your extra Assassin's Creed codes from your Assassin's Creed bundles. This week, Omar Dominguez, who's Gamertag, if you want to friend him, play some cool games with a cool guy, is uh, Sanic017 S-A-N-E-K 017. He's from Tucson, Arizona. Nice. About an hour and a half south of uh, where I went to college. He's down in Wildcat territory, University of Arizona. They have an excellent basketball team, the kind that ASU, we never did. (laughs) So there's a little fun fact about Tucson, Arizona for you. Also, if you ever saw the 90s sci-fi movie, The 13th Floor, that came out in the wake of The Matrix, it was like, oh, crap, The Matrix is out and it's huge. (laughs) Isn't it a horror movie? No, it's more of a just a sounds like a horror sci-fi movie. action There's drama thing. There's something with a 13 that I remember being about ghosts. But, uh, 13th Floor, it's like a virtual reality thing. And mm-hmm. in the 13th Floor, the world ends when you get to Tucson. Like the, the Matrix ends. That's bleak. Yep. There's some random fact that no one needed in their lives. <laughs> just something that stuck in my brain back when I saw that movie 15 years ago. Yep. So Omar Dominguez, uh, he's going to win himself a copy of Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag for Xbox One, courtesy of one of you many kind listeners who sent in a code. Uh, we'll have plenty more in the coming weeks, so if you would like to win, I will say, I need good questions. We got a new year, not a, have not been getting a I lot like of good question. questions in, so send in your question. You've got a good chance of winning a cool Xbox One video game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Send that to unlocked at IGN.com. And Omar's question for you guys this week. Remember, we're keeping score. Of course, I... I think we're all tied at one, right? I, like an idiot, yeah, I, yeah. I threw out the paper from last week that I'd we written the scores. Yeah, we're all, we we're all, all at so one. We, I'll have to maybe keep track of my phone. Were you here last week, Mitch? I was. I got a point. So, yeah. Who was not here? Marty. We, Marty, Marty oh, that's right. right. Okay. Yeah, we, we'd made a joke about how he was in trouble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, here we go. How many... Uh, there's no... By the way, I totally got this wrong because... Uh, how many Assassin's Creed games have been released on all platforms, though, so far? So the, the the phrasing is a little vague. 
all, what is a platform? Is mobile so considered a platform? Uh, because there I, was I a lot of so, yes. garbage. Yes. There's a lot of garbage Assassin's Creed I games I think so. I believe so. I you know had to cut out the. I'll answer, bet you he so, doesn't okay. mean mobile. But so uh, assuming he means console, well, like, probably console and handheld, right? Because isn't there Liberation Vita? Yeah, is well, that was re-released game? on console. I would count that as one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like I would not count. I would also not count PC versions. The DLC and PC versions is standalone Correct. products yeah. in yeah. any way. Uh, Differently named Assassin's Creed titles. So, like, what us... about the Ezio trilogy? Is that no. does that count? No, no, no. no. So, okay, that's three games. I have a list that I will go over once we all answer. Okay, okay. Uh, but the four answers are: Did you read those? Oh, so it's. Do you think it's eight games, ten, twelve, or fifteen? I think twelve, but I've never played an Assassin's Creed game, and I'm <laughs> just taking a shot in the dark here. So remember, by the way, the first Assassin's Creed, if I recall correctly. How, fall 2007, mm-hmm. Mitch? I that think. Right. Yes. So we're talking about uh, seven years. Mm-hmm. How many games in seven years? So I'm getting I'm getting nine. But, so here's my logic. You have right. Assassin's Creed 1, Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed 2 Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed 2 Revelations, Assassin's Creed 3, Assassin's Creed 4, Assassin's Creed Rogue, Assassin's Creed Unity, Assassin's Creed Liberation, <laughs> which was later released from... Just being a PSP version to yeah. being uh, a console version, so I'm at nine, which makes me wonder like, what am I missing? I have to be missing. Something. I'll tell you what you're missing. Is your answer then ten? Are you assuming you're missing one and saying C? Well, I'm trying to back Destin into a corner here. <laughs> yeah, pick one, Destin. Is it ten or eight? If you come in at nine, I'm gonna go with C. Yeah, I'll say C. C? I'll say ten. I feel like I'm missing something. So my count goes like this. Yeah. I actually think I have 16 games. <laughs> uh, One, two, three, four, U- uh, Unity. That's five. Brotherhood. Revelations. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there was the PSP game with Altair. There were two DS games. There were uh, side-scrolling runners. They were awful. <laughs> there was Assassin's Creed Pirates on iOS. There was Assassin's Creed Multiplayer on iOS. There was Assassin's Creed Initiates simultaneously, I think, on iOS and Facebook. Initiates isn't really a game. Assassin's Facebook. Creed Liberation. Assassin's Creed Rogue. And I think... That there was some really awful, was. like Facebook and I or iOS multiplayer thing that came out <laughs> in like 2010, 2011. I can't remember, but that puts me at 16, and I think I might be making up the last one. So I'm gonna scratch that <laughs> okay. and say 15D. My initial Sean? go-to thought was 15, but I mean I I'm My solidified God. on that. That sounded like a Sean. You're right, coming from Ryan there. Oh wait, did you guess already? Yeah, you said, said oh, sorry. So. uh Ten, yeah, twelve, fifteen. 15. So according to Omar, it's twelve. It's possible he's forgetting Ooh. iOS games. He may have opted against. I'm gonna go ahead and just. Get, Sean gets the point. Sean takes the this lead. Week. <laughs> Two to one. Got evidence right here, bro. <laughs> uh, you know, take it up with Omar. <laughs> Sixteen. While he's playing, none of Assassin's the answers right. Four, it was a, but it was a trick. I got uh, your address here, Omar. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, good stuff from Omar, and good job, Sean Finnegan. And you know what's a little crazier about that number two is, you remember at, between Assassin's Creed one and two, there was a two two or three year gap hmm. between one and you know when they really it was one team working on one game, and it's so ever so most of those games have actually come in the last like I feel like wasn't it like a one and a four half years half or year gap like. I no, they were hol- they were always holiday titles, always. Mm-hmm. I thought it was holiday 09. 
Right? Well, then maybe it was two years and not like, three. Yeah, I think it was like eight. But months. yeah, so th- they maybe. took two. They took a year off at one point, and there's still that many games, and they keep right on coming. But out of, out of the console titles, guys, which Assassin's Creed was the one where you're like, I don't know, I th- I'm feeling burnt out. Three, three. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I, Revelations. Mm-hmm. I thought had flaws, but I still really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, I played three and hated like hated so many specific <laughs> little things about mm-hmm. it. Like I, I loved. Connor as a character concept. I loved the setting. I loved the way it looked. I loved exploring that open space, but like just the story, the what you were doing, the way you did it, mm-hmm. just none of it worked for me at all. I my usually my uh, internal like awesome detector is it's pretty finely calibrated after, if I may say so, after <laughs> doing this for like twelve years of seeing games before release, and I kind of you know usually yeah. my gut guides me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I it I was completely wrong about Assassin's Creed 3. I have AC3 the first couple times I saw it was I was like, man, this might be game of the year. This is like a yeah. crazy 3. Inc- three. This I looks, think before I came out a lot of us felt This that looks way. insane. It, and then when it came out so good. Yeah, when it came yeah. out it was just like, oh, just didn't do it. Also, didn't Assassin's Creed Memories was the name of the game I forgot. Oh my uh, goodness. Okay. Well, in any case, uh good stuff. From Omar, and if you would like to try and stump the guys, send your Xbox-related trivia question. Include four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct one. And if you'd like a copy of a video game, you don't have to send your address. I'll just email you a code and send it to where, Mitch? Unlocked at IGN.com. Brilliant stuff. And we've reached the end of the show. It's been a good one. Mm-hmm. We had some Brian Albert. We had some bad jokes. Had some Battletoads. Covered a lot of ground. I want to say, because uh, I found out about this on Twitter, I didn't know, but Phil Spencer celebrated a birthday this week. Oh, nice. We know he listens, happy so birthday, happy birthday, Phil. Phil. Hope it was a good day happy for birthday. you. Happy birthday. Yay. Nice. Yay. Any show birthdays coming up, you guys? Uh, not for me. I know uh, Naomi had a birthday. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, right. Naomi's today. Yeah. Yeah. She's not happy birthday, Naomi, if you're yeah. listening to yeah. this. Uh, tweet She's her, not, but send her. Like, tweet happy, her happy yeah, birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. No, you can't be on the podcast. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Stop <laughs> asking. <laughs> we need to have Naomi back on. It's been a little yeah. while, but uh, yeah. So I'll give the usual plug here. IGN Prime, best way to support what we're doing, help keep the lights on, but also you get a huge tangible benefit, and that is primarily getting rid of ads before videos mm-hmm. on IGN, but also there are there's beta access to certain games as well as free games mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. time to time as well. So sign up there at IGN.com slash prime. It's 30 bucks for one year. Destin, what do you want to plug, my friend? Caught the you on Destin, the spot. <laughs> the Destiny podcast, I guess. Oh, yeah. Did it go uh, live? Yeah, it's uh, up now. It so lives. We're, uh, the first episode zero is live. Oh. It was kind of our oh, wait, test. That's going like, to throw off your numbering. No, is it? It's the pilot. It's a pilot, basically, okay. to see how people responded right. to it, and we got a huge outpouring of support. People were like, "Oh my God, thank you so much for doing this!" And I'm like, "Wow, That's great. I didn't expect this kind of." So uh, you're going to be off this show soon because all no, your no, no, goodbye. No. Uh, we record on Fridays and hopefully post on Fridays from cool. the, from this point forward, I like and it should be distributed to iTunes. Where it's is called it on Fire iTunes? Team Chat? Fire Team Chat. Yeah, it's IGN's Destiny podcast, and uh, it goes live Fridays, and hopefully we get that iTunes thing fixed by Friday by the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> Because you got to set up an RSS feed, yeah, you right, got to right. submit it, you got to build a so logo. Getting something on iTunes sucks. Is yeah. it, it's not on iTunes yet, but hopefully by the time people hear this, it will be. Yeah, it should Submitted, be right now. Right? Just Google IGN's Fireteam chat, and Excellent. it should pop yeah. up. We have an article up. Jose wrote this article. It's got the first, you know, the yeah. embed is in there. You can just grab mm-hmm. it there for now. Yep. But yeah. Sean Finnegan. 
Game of the Year 2014 video, like I said at the top of the show. Uh, we put that together. It's really cool. It's Dragon Age Inquisition. It's all over the site. You shouldn't have a problem finding it. But You check shot it, it. It's pretty. Thank mm-hmm. you. I, Very I pretty. Took, I took my time to light it properly and shot on a really long lens, which I don't usually do, which that means nothing to any of you pretty much. But <laughs> Like one cinematographer really cool. in the audience is like, ooh. Yeah, one cinematographer is like, that's how you should shoot, Doc. <laughs> Everyone else good, is like, Good Why? job, dude. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool, uh, and that's about it. Mitch Dyer. Subscribe to IGN Arena on YouTube.com slash IGN Arena and in iTunes. That's our MOBA and esports podcasts. Are uh, you leaving the show too? With your, <laughs> no, everybody's spinning <laughs> off into their own podcast. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be here by unlock, myself. We trampolined from Unlock to, <laughs> to you guys YouTube are like You guys, this was Cheers, and you guys are like Frasers, just going off <laughs> and having your own successful spinoff well, show. Kelsey Grammer in this situation. Uh, Did yeah. you know Kelsey Grammer once managed to roll? Roll a Dodge Viper, which, if you know anything How? about cars, is what? really hard to do because it's super low it's, and super, it's super wide, yeah. and it handles like a nobody's business. It's my favorite car in the world, by the way. Really? Yeah, Viper. There was a show Viper. about a Dodge any particular, Viper. Any particular like year? Shield, like the new awesome. ones, the originals? Uh, 98 RT. They always called Vice. Nice. The convertible. <laughs> just all, it's like that car is like a penis with tires. It's just like <laughs> 600 horsepower. It's even shaped like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like all, it's like all engine. <laughs> like you're sitting in one of the testicles yeah. in the back and then it's <laughs> That's just why like, it's, only it's just like wiener up front. <laughs> it's like, right? Is that not what a Dodge Man. Viper is? There's some uh, some Freudian stuff going up here. on up in here. Uh, yeah, Ajay Arena. We have uh, a guest on this week, Aaron Chambers. He's he uh, he works for the Good Game Agency. You might know him as AC. He works with EG, the Dota Two team. So he'll be on this week's show. Uh, we've also got uh, Brian talking a lot more about Smite. If you enjoyed what you heard at the beginning of the show, yeah, we'll be talking taster. a lot more about it. Uh, additionally, my my, I, th- I think it's my first ever IGN first. Have I ever done anything for first content-wise? I think it's this is my first one. This oh, well, oh, the month for this month for yeah. our, our hot games. That's right, hot games yeah. of 2015. Uh, It'll be up by the time. Yeah, yeah, today you can see my video preview and read my preview for Hotline Miami 2, which is probably the most disgusting violent video game I've ever played, and I love it. It's <laughs> yeah, so at one good. point, Vich, uh, Mitch says in a really sexy voice something. You just gotta watch the, the delivery, video preview. It's just like, like, I had to take off my headphones. and In hindsight, I'm like, why didn't Pat make me re-record that? I had, I had that? to go take a <laughs> delivery. I had to go take a shower after <laughs> listening to it. Uh, God, what else? My review for iDarb should be live on iGen. I drew a red box. Yeah, that should be live on iGM by the time you hear this. Uh, that game's super fun. Got some weird multiplayer problems, but clutch game right there. Sweet. Love to hear it. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Again, yeah, Hot Games of 2015. Just uh, various various games being spotlighted. New things on some of the Hot Games of 2015 all month long. That's our, our unique take on IGN first this month. You can follow Sean Finnegan, the shark, at I'm Finnegan. I am Finnegan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mitch Dyer at Mitchie D. Correct. Destin Legary at, conveniently enough, Destin Legary. Huh. I'm not original. I like that. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to have my own name. There's another imposter Sean Finnegan out mm. there. We've got to take him down. Some CEO of some digital media. <laughs> everyone, everybody <laughs> listening, everyone who's still listening, you're part of our army now. I want you all <laughs> now, to. Now, where they weren't before? I want you all to tweet at Sean Finnegan, S E A N F I N N E G. Don't, don't, we don't A-N. want to encourage Don't be antagonistic. No, 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 no. Don't be antagonistic. Just. Just, just politely tweet, request. Tweet at him with a colon and one of those long straight lines with like the flat mouth. Yeah, just that colon. There you straight go. Straight line. Why won't they leave me alone? Who are these people? <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening to Podcast Unlocked. Hopefully, uh, all year long, we got a lot to get to in 2015, including 
The, the, the pot is stirring in my head for Podcast Unlocked episode 200. We have a doc. A planning document and some large lofty goals. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. We if have I, to record like three in one week just so it lines up perfectly. No, actually, <laughs> that, we'll get to that later because yeah. it's, it's, it's a very interesting timing. Let's put it that way. Spoilers. Jay Allard is on the list. <laughs> He's if you know on how to get the list. If you know how to get in touch with Jay Allard. Somewhere Marty <laughs> is just like passed out right now because he just heard that. Like go out to his cabin. He get just, him, wake him up. He just blacked out in Tokyo and doesn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, so I want to thank everybody for listening. Most of you do so. On uh, iTunes where you just search Podcast Unlocked and you'll find the show very easily. Look for the new sweet logo designed by Ryan. I hope I'm saying this right. Is it Quintal or Quintal? I would guess Quintal, but I don't know. Q-U-I-N-T-A-L. He didn't give me a Twitter, so I don't have a Twitter plug for him. Hmm. But he designed this sweet new logo you see behind us, that the one you've clicked on and you see in your iTunes and on your phone. Your, uh, so it looks awesome, by the way. It looks so Thank great. You. So we I gave love it to it. our art team to be like, hey, can you guys make a new logo for the podcast uh, that's better than this? And they're like, nah. No. That's no, great. That's, that's awesome. Sweet. awesome. Yeah. Just it's use modern. That. <laughs> it's fresh. It's yeah. clean. Minimalist. Yeah, I like I love it. it. That's, yeah. that's how I like it. And then I also want to thank Walter Hill. I, I, I thanked these guys in the post last week, but I forgot to thank them on the show. Walter Hill, who I love his Twitter. You talk about cool Twitter handles. This guy's got a good one. At Walt underscore Disney, D-I-Z-K-N-E-E. Got it. Love that. That's good. Yeah. Walter Hill, he, uh, does, he, the outro music you're about to hear was uh, created by him. Did an awesome job on it. Very cool. Sounds very cool. Thanks, very man. very video gamey, but also hip and modern and awesome. So thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, you can get the show on IGN.com or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Most of you get it on iTunes. And we will be back with, uh, gosh, we're going to be 179 next week. So until then, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Nailed it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.